Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their five thousand dollar a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just uh, they just made it so it's a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah, I mean they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it. Uh, they're offering credit card processing for one point nine nine percent or ten cents a, a swipe, but. And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% with a... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. Hey, hey! Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, sitting with my best bud, Tone. What's up, Tone? What's up, brother? Nothing, man. So. Uh, Today I'm super super stoked. Uh, I think you mentioned it before. This is like a this is like a bucket list guest that we have today. Yeah, it's check. Well, hopefully it check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we talked about this earlier and how uh, you know we're 30 year hairdressers and it, you know there's very few people that that we've held not necessarily a pedestal but we looked up to right. We admired we we aspire to right right and this particular guest is definitely on the top one of the top and i have a story to tell and i think i want to uh we got it we got to reveal who uh who we're talking to today but um but many times on the podcast i said you know what 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 a motivator to start the podcast was one um i was always curious as the people that that stood in front of us whether it was the front of a classroom i mean whether it was the front of the salon or whether it was you know um in a classroom or on a stage i was always curious as to you know what 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 career decisions did that person make to to sit in front of us and talk and not in kind of an ego kind of way but just in a real kind of way like wow what have they done to to be successful and of course the bigger the the proverbial stage was the the deeper that question was you know because you know there's always a path to 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 get on to get on a stage 
Um, and then, you know, the second question that I always ask is then when the people are talking on the stage, like what happens, you know, like, like uh, today we're talking to Miss Sonia Dove and, and, and a uh, huge fan uh, uh, of Sonia. And I've seen her many, 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 many times on the stage. But the question was when she was done, when she finished her presentation, you know, she would walk off stage and then we wouldn't see her again for another year, probably at the same event, probably on the yourself. same stage. I know, shut your face. <laughs> I know. Right. So, um, so, you know, that was, you know, what is, what is, what do those people do for the year or until we see them the next year? So, you know, the podcast was motivated by answering those questions. Well, good, luckily for you, now you can get that answer. <laughs> no, can't wait. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So, uh, again, like I said, our guest today is Sonia Dove and uh, Sonia has been with Wella for, for a few years and um, she's also working with Alta now, right? Yeah, I, th I think she's been with Wella. For a few years. For, for a few years. For, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that in her story. Um, should we just get in? Yeah. All right, cool. About me and you. So, uh, Miss Sonia Dove, welcome to your hello, day Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all the way from L.A.? It's, it's early in yes, the morning in is, L.A. Yes, it is, and um, it's a nice sunny day. It's great. It's a rare occasion to be home, so it's lovely. <laughs> I know, boy. You, you do some traveling, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, the United States is huge, so to get from A to B is uh, quite the trek sometimes. So you said the United States is huge, but where did you grow up? Where you I'm from? actually from um, England and not London. You know, everyone thinks uh, there's London and there's nothing else, but I'm in, from a small town called Devonshire, which is southwest England, and it's where all the surfing happens and it's very coastal it's along the beach but it's not the beach how it is here like uh la or miami it's very rugged so it's called devonshire and the actual town is torquay so it's not is that is that near dover oh further southwest than dover further down more more southwest dover's a more it's south but it's a little bit more near london Got it. Because we went to Dover, didn't we? Oh, yeah, went to the cliffs there. White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, the wow. White Cliffs of Dover. That's awesome. So, so, um, how did you uh, kind of? What, what did you like? Did, that's where you went to school and high school. Yes, and all that actually, stuff? it's funny. One of the number one questions I ever have is, "Have you always wanted to do hair?" And my story is actually the opposite. I wanted to be a nutritionist. Uh, it was a dream of mine when I was at school, but unfortunately in England at the time, you needed to have a biology O level. You needed all these certain uh, credentials to be able to be a nutritionist. And I tried for it twice and I wasn't able to get the grades. And I'll never forget it was um, Christopher Duff's mother, who I knew at the time then. Um, I was um, 16 and she said, oh, what was it about nutrition? that what makes you want to get into that and I said it's just looking after people making sure people are fixed or well or helping people and she said well if you can't uh, get biology for being a nutritionist have you thought about maybe doing something like hairdressing and at the time Christopher was doing hairdressing going to start he was right. going to start to do hairdressing the following year so I thought, you know, I'll try it. Worst case scenario, I try something else. And I'll never forget day three at school. It was trade school in England. Um, I never looked back. That was it. That was my past. And that was in 1978. 
Yeah, it's quite oh, a while wow. ago. <laughs> so how did so how did you and Chris meet? I met Christopher through my brother. So his brother and my brother were best friends at school. So I met him when I was uh, twelve. He was thirteen. So, um, in Torquay, wow. yeah, in Torquay, and at uh, <laughs> different schools. And then I went to go. And, uh, my family were invited to go to his family for Christmas Day, and that's when I met Christopher. Wow, that's amazing! Like I had no idea they literally yeah. grew up together. Long, no, not yeah, at all. Long, long time yeah, that, we were together. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's insane. So Christopher, did he knew that he wanted to be a hairdresser? Yes, and- he actually was. Um, he was uh, wanted to do something with art, and rather than be an uh, artist, he actually wanted to be a clothing designer. So that's what he wanted to do. But there were so many people doing that at the time. Uh, he thought he'd learned the skill of doing hairdressing and maybe combine um, art, hair and clothes designing all together. So he was already enrolled into being going to beauty school. So it's interesting because you guys are going in at, at, at complete angles. different uh, yeah. yeah, angles, 100%, you know. You wanted to help people to, and you know, make people feel better yep. about themselves, or even, you know, that, that, to me, that's that's a pretty incredible story. So, did you did you go to school uh, in your hometown, yes, or did yes. you leave? No, and go what happened else? is um, our town's small, and it has a technical college, and we both went to technical college, which is trade school, and it was for two years. And that's where we learned hairdressing, cosmetology. At the time, you couldn't choose. You did everything. You cut, coloured, styled. You did barbering. You did everything. It was that whole package of being a hairdresser. And uh, we went to our uh, trade school there in Torquay. That's so cool i'm still blown away that you and chris have known each other for, for, for 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 i mean your whole yeah, life and your whole career right. certainly literally your whole career right like yeah. even before hairdressing they, they kind of knew each other this is, at I don't school. Know I don't... this is at school before we even yeah. decided because you had to sign up for your future the courses you were going to do like um university or trade school so it was yeah it was a long time ago it was good grounding i have to say that two years was a long time, but um, it really, uh, it really laid the path for the future. I was, I don't regret a day of it at all. So, so, so the day that you, the two years were, were up from when you yeah. graduated, did you stay in your hometown and start hairdressing? Or? Well, what we did was uh, you had to do an, a third year and work in the salon as an apprenticeship so it was two years getting your license and then getting a third year in a salon. But basically, you you clean, you sweep, you make coffee and you answer the phone. So we both went to different salons in our town for because we couldn't go to the same salon. It wasn't um, ethical. It wasn't right. So we both went to different mm-hmm. salons and then we got our third year apprenticeship and then we, Christopher's parents got Christopher and myself a small little salon in Torquay. It was uh, one shampoo chair and two styling chairs, tiny, tiny, tiny. And wow. we went straight to start our own salon, but it was minuscule. It was very small. But that was it. A lot, <laughs> if I may say, 
Um, something I would probably change uh, if I went back because we did not know anything about hairdressing, even though we thought we did, but it was all trial Sorry. and error. Lots and lots of trial and error, believe it or not, some unhappy clients, some happy clients. <laughs> it wasn't all hunky-dory, but, uh, but that's what got our start, having our own salon and entering competitions. That's did Chris's did the Chris did Chris's parents help you manage the salon yeah. as far as the money His and, and mother, all that kind of Christopher's stuff? Christopher's mother did all the business. Uh, we just literally did the hair, and she did um, everything to do with business. And then the salon got a bit busier, and then it got a bit busier, and we didn't have enough chairs, so we then moved to another salon um, that was further about four blocks away. And got a little bit of a bigger salon because now we were getting stylists that wanted to work for us. But if I may say, we had our salon parallel at the same time as entering competitions. And we entered competitions. Okay. We were both competition freaks. What do you think? What do you think drove that? Um, interesting what drove that having so much energy when you first start out you just soak in everything um so being a little bit bored not having enough to do you know you're sort of indispensable and you can just conquer the world this is your new career so you have so much energy um i both of us are very competitive as people so doing competitions was great because it got us a name for ourselves in the small town we were in, in our salon. And we started to get a lot of local um, accolades and local being in the newspaper front cover. And it was PR, essentially. It was PR marketing. Right, marketing. right, right. And it just sort of escalated so cool. from there. Were you no, married at the time? No, we were. Christopher and I didn't get married uh, I, until he was 24 and I was 23. So, no, we were dating, seeing each other and everything because mm -hmm. we were childhood sweethearts. And um, we, no, we hadn't got married then. People assumed we were married. We worked together, we lived together. So, it was an assumption. Right. But no, we didn't get married till later. Yeah. <laughs> And the families yeah, oh, were yeah. close. Yes, yeah, very, obviously. very close. Christopher's family and my family were extremely close. That's such a such a yeah, love story, no, really, is, right? Is, yeah, you know, <laughs> so so brilliant. So then, so uh, so then the competition, and then the the, the competitions helped oh, the salons yes, a lot. The PR. What would happen is we would enter competitions and not really get anywhere for the first two or three years. That's when Christopher and I were on our own in our small salon. And then all of a sudden, uh, Christopher won a competition and I came second. And you, it, was, wow. it was in the days when you did live models. So we both had a model each and uh, we thought, wow, this is so cool. So we entered another competition. <laughs> We drove wherever we need to drive to with our other, um, with our models, entered a competition. And then I came first and Chris came second. Then we entered another. And basically what we realized, we had a winning formula with our two models. So we travel around England, all over Scotland, Ireland, Wales, entering competitions with these two girls, my model and his. And basically in one year, 
we won every competition in um it was called the united kingdom because it's ireland wales and scotland and england and that happened and we had so much publicity incredible publicity and that was the beginning of the doves you know we uh, we named wow. ourselves the doves the brand and we did so many competitions won so much more people wanted to work in our salon the salon got busy we ended up having uh, 18 people at this oh. at this point still two kids from beauty school um <laughs> not doing hairdressing the way it should be but we thought we knew it all and um then uh, what happened it, we were noticed by a brand called cadus and actually cadus is uh, affiliated with weller and cadus asked mm -hmm. us to do a a show in london and we were, we thought oh my gosh we can't do that we can't you know it was with the likes back in the day it was Irvin and Rita Rusk Trevor Sorby um you know back years and years ago so that was our first little seminar wow. we did a seminar in the Cater studio and we put everything into it and it was so successful because we put our life and soul into it Mm. I, I, two things. One is that I, I didn't realize Cadis was had been around that long. Yeah, you know, like like, like we see him yeah. around. We certainly yeah. see him at Cosmoprof yeah. and stuff like that. I just I didn't realize that 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 I knew that they were affiliated with Wella, but I didn't. I just didn't realize it had been around that long. And then, um, so you shared like a stage with Trevor in in the Rusk. Yes, um, years and our first big big show. The first big one, this, um, what I was talking about wasn't the first one, but um, after we, after a while of doing these seminars and classes and small things at the Cater Studio in London, which was also the Weller Studio, we got asked to do a huge show, massive show, and it was called the Association of Hairdressing Teachers, AHT. And uh, we won, the, we got asked to do a show and we were on the stage with Tony and Guy, yeah, it was the big guys, and we were so nervous and scared. But what oh was interesting, gosh. we put everything into it. We brought all our models up from Devon. We got, we, Christopher did the clothes. We, we did the makeup ourselves. And it, we got a standing ovation uh, compared to the oh others. My God. In that crowd? I know. And it was so mad because I think what happened is we tried so hard and the others had been doing it all the time so they maybe didn't try as hard as normal you know they sort of like we do this right. all the time so hey this is another whereas we put a year into it like a whole year of working so we got a really good showdown and that was that's all it was wow. it wasn't that we were any better and what did we were we came game on Right. And what did uh did did uh did Trevor or did uh the Rusk or anything did they uh, did they did, did they applaud they, your effort they as well? They did. They did and um we saw them also later. Um it was Mahogany uh, at the time, Patrick Cameron and there were other big names and we got asked to do another show and then another show and it seemed like for Cadus they were putting us on the show circuit because that's where we excelled with 
if I may say, the smoke, mirror and lights uh, days. No, seriously, <laughs> that's what it was. We were in the 80s. It was all about the show, all about the show. Wow. So as you're doing more shows, I mean, obviously you still have a salon. How, I mean, for young hairdressers, I mean, how did, how are you able to manage or what kind of advice or, or whatever you would give to someone that, you know, cause that's two, it two is, different worlds. It is, and it's a great question actually, because what happened is our clients were so excited that we had, were going to London. Cause you've got to think the town we're from Torquay, it's just, it's all thatched roofs, cows and fields. It's very, very small town, really small town. So there was such an excitement in our town. We had our town blessing us and our clients. So what happened was everybody celebrated us. So when we went to London to do these shows, we closed the salon and take all the staff. So it was a road trip. Oh, so, wow. uh, and no one was annoyed. It wasn't every week. It was like once every few months. And you had the whole town kind of behind you. Yes, that that's like. right. They're, 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 they're celebrities of the town. Yeah, you're representing them as well. They're like, yeah, that's, go ahead and uh, put us up on there. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's exactly. Really, there was really such cool. excitement. Yeah. And it, it made us become these celebrities of the town and then the next town. And so it really helped with the whole branding, actually, and the building up of our name. Actually, when I speak about What's the salon? Was the salon called the Doves? No, no. Um, actually, someone gave us some big advice, and the gentleman that gave us big advice was Graham Webb. And Graham Webb said to yeah, Graham Webb was friends of ours, mine and Chris's, and he said, "Don't call your salon your name; call it another name." So we didn't call it the Doves. The branding of Christopher and myself doing shows was the Doves. But the salon was called, oh, it's such an 80s name, Sophisticut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. We got to go well, back. We I see gotta... the pain in your face. Look at her. <laughs> I, I'm having pain from advice from Graham because Graham put his I name know. on everything. Everything I was know. Graham Webb. I know how crazy. From product line to schools to salons. Yeah. And to he everything. advised us to not do that. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yes, hilarious. Because that was before his product yes, line. Yes, it was. So. It was. He was doing a lot of shows and classes oh. then. It was before his product line completely. And he continued to put his name on the product line. Right. Oh, great. <laughs> That's so funny. I do. <laughs> did, did he tell you why to not um, do that? Because we would find it hard uh, to be away from the salon he said the salon will still run better if your name's not on the door which is true which you know it's good advice it it's is good advice yeah. yes yeah. yeah because then people would right. want to come into sophisticate for their hair not the branded name of the doves god that's mm. actually great advice so you could actually build a staff instead of you know just build yeah. your own book yeah. you know yeah that's really good um, so did you guys, did you guys have any, uh, any clue that this was the beginning of something? No clue whatsoever. Not, not like, imagine for <laughs> us, London is the big city. 
So we would go to London quite often to do classes, be in meetings, different things, but we're still being in Devon. You'd return home to like small town Devon. You know, it's weird. I had no idea. Wow. They have a street after you now. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Sophisticuts Lane. Yeah, the salon's (laughs) still there. I went back actually um, this year to show my boyfriend where I used to live and it's all still there. It's a different name, but it's still there. <laughs> I know. Wow. That's, That's insane. So how was it like going back to how it's called Devon? You said the town, the name of the town is Torquay. Torquay. So, so was it weird going from London then back to the small oh, yeah. town? Was it, well, did you have to, did you have to leave your ego in London? Well, actually looking back because we were really starting to get very well known and we, we started at this point doing tours in Italy for Cadus still, it wasn't Weller and mm-hmm. um, it would ground us looking at it. It would ground us to come back home. It made us realize where we came from so it was a blessing in disguise to be honest it really was and i think yeah do you just get blown away that like you're from this small town and then like and then you're you're not recognized as far as face recognition but you know recognized as 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 this talented duo like that must have just you and chris at night must when you got home must have been like wow how is this even happening we would think that when we had things come to us, opportunities that blew our mind. You know, being asked, I remember when we got asked to do the tour in Italy and it was with an Italian hairdresser called Carlo Bai. Um, It was with Mahogany um, back in the day, uh, Richard from Mahogany. And then Patrick Cameron was also one of the artists. Moments like that, we would have to pinch ourselves. But on a daily basis, you're caught up with the everyday life speeding by and you don't really have chance to have your feet on the ground to be honest so just the instances would make us think wow is this really happening pretty extraordinary i don't think it's slowed down i think it's only getting faster for you (laughs) yeah exactly i mean i don't think she's Uh, stopped (laughs) not at all so so how long obviously now you're in now you're in the you know you're touring you're you're doing all these different shows so like how did you uh end up with well so um yes what happened cadus uh we were doing a few things for cadus then all of a sudden we got asked to do a tour in england and it was a huge huge tour for well it happened every year and it was actually called the yps Young Protégé Show, no, YPS, Young Protégé Show. And it was a tour that went round 11 cities in England and it would find the star of Weller in every city. And it was a competition. Actually, when I look back, it's not unsimilar to Trend Vision, the Trend Vision that's happening now, except it was all different cities in England. And so Christopher and I did the show of the tour so it was a 12 city tour and seriously it was like busing a double-decker bus like being on a production tour like being 
like movie stars. It was so much fun. So we travel with our 12 models, choreographer, makeup artist from city to city. And it was out of this world. And that was for Weller. So it's, it, that was then Weller. Wow. They explained to us that Weller was part of um, Cadus. And uh, it was, that's how uh, the company was rolling out then. And it was a Weller tour. And from that day forward, we've been with Weller. I love, love, love that. That's incredible. You know, it's amazing too. And people that are listening to this can't see it, but you should see Sonia's uh, face light up when she's telling that yeah. story, you know, and, tell, right. and, and you know, that, those trips through London, like that, that's, that's pretty remarkable. It's amazing how just something, just being in the right place at the right time can totally oh. just yeah. change the trajectory yes. of your life. Honestly, right? it is. When I look back at, at my life at that time, I didn't believe in sort of destiny and things like that. But when I look back on my career and Christopher's, I really believe that it's a little bit of, um, there are no coincidences. I'm a very um, big person on that. And it's incredible. It's putting, you know, putting in hard work. Everyone, everyone works hard. You know, I don't work any harder than anyone else. Everyone works hard. But it's just being able to be open to anything that may come your way. And I think I'm a big believer in that. I'm not very good at visualization for the future. I'm more one day at a time. Christopher is mm -hmm. a great visionary. Christopher can visualize something five, ten years ahead, but Christopher wouldn't know how to get to the to that goal. Whereas I can't imagine a goal. I can only imagine today as today, not even tomorrow fully. So we were a great balance for each other. We really were when I look back at it. So I think that's how so many that's... great things happened to us. It's just, it's just incredible to be able to share that, um, with your, with your spouse yeah. as well. Right. Like, like Tony and I, we've had, we've had great opportunities or we've had, you know, a couple of really cool opportunities, um, you know, come our way through the podcast and, and, you know, we talk about it a lot. Like, it's just a shame that we can't, we can't share all that uh -huh. with our spouses, right? We yes. can share it with each other, but yes. we can't share it with our spouses, because you know, you, so, you have an understanding it, it, and, um, that was it's a good thing and a bad thing, though, if I may say, because Christopher and I, we met when we were 12 and he was 13. I mean, we were together um, professionally up to me being, oh, I think I was 49, 49 or 50, and Christopher was one year older. We, so we were together professionally that long. We were together personally until I was... Um, 39 and he was 40 so that's a lot of years so we didn't even have to speak to each other hardly we knew each other what each other were feeling but sometimes I think it's not a good thing because you're living together you're working together you're doing everything together and I have to say there isn't a lot of room for personal growth that is the only thing because mm -hmm. you're together so closely that there's no expansion of your own mind. Does that make sense? Completely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 I've never, I've never kind of believed in growing apart, but I've, I've believed in yeah. growing together. You know, you have to, and, and you and your spouse, you kind of have to give each other room to grow, to grow as individuals, 
but also to grow oh, together 100%. at the same time. 100%. And that's something, looking back with Christopher and myself, we did not do. And he, I'm sure Christopher would say the same. Uh, we were just, it's all for one and one for all when it was the two of us. Um, we should have we should have maybe allowed ourselves to have our own separate endeavors, but hey, you know mm-hmm. it it turned out okay. <laughs> it is what it right. is. So when did so when did like the partnership, um, the professional partnership, the like the Dove partnership? When did that kind of develop? um the that the the professional. So the professional partnership is when Christopher resigned from Weller, and Christopher resigned from Weller. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, now I'm trying to think. I think I'm not exactly correct. I think it was when he was 50 and I was 49. Like so, and I'm 40, I'm 57 now. So about seven years ago. Six or seven seven years years ago. ago. I might be off in that assumption, but yes, Christopher resigned from Weller because he met a a gentleman, uh, John Simpson. And him and John were going to be getting married and John was with Goldwell. And uh, I don't think they saw it right that they were both with different manufacturers. And, and for Christopher, right. it was his, his time. He, he just, it wasn't, he wasn't feeling it with Weller. Um, I, and I was, mm-hmm. so it was, yeah, it was time. It was time. Was it, so did you, you guys, when did when did you separate um, as a? As uh, a we separated as a couple when I was thirty nine, um, and I, Christopher and I, have been together a long, long time. And this, it's a personal question uh, that people ask us. But he realised he was gay when he was uh, thirty nine or forty. He realised he was gay, and I remember exactly. We were living in uh, New Jersey, uh, in on the East Coast. And we had come to the United States and we were creative directors for Elizabeth Arden, Red Door Salons and Spas at that point. And we were also doing shows for Weller. So we were the doves doing everything. And he just realized, he, I mean, all of a sudden, he told me, you know, I'm his best friend in the world and he's my best friend. And he told me, he said, you know, I, I don't know why I just have feelings like I feel as if I'm gay, you know, and so we chatted about it and it just took time and he realized he was so we separated um personally but not professionally at that time so we carried on with weller elizabeth arden and so on but as a professional couple but not personal so what when did you guys come to the states oh we came to the states in 1994 Sorry, I missed that chunk. Why? Oh, I, I sorry, I just missed out twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just missed out a chunk. like, yes. that's okay. That's okay. I, I'm kind of. So, I mean, I, I just I can't imagine. I, one, I, I'm I'm in all of you as far as being able to, you know, once Chris came out, that you know, you guys were able to maintain a professional relationship. So being together for so long, and he's been your, yeah. you know quote unquote you're everything your everything yes. your soulmate i mean had i mean that that can be like a huge boulder yeah. just you know crashing down on you yeah. and but having the strength uh and and, and the heart you know just to continue and, and 
to stand up and do what you do. It, I mean, yeah, that, it was tough. I, get, I have to I say it was tough, tough for Christopher and tough for myself. And so, and so when we were bowing on stage as the doves, uh, it, it, it sort of uh, caused a lot of grief for me because in my head I'm thinking, oh, everyone knows we're not together, but we are together professionally. So it, yeah, it did play a number. You know what? It made me stronger. I could say that now. Sure. At the time, at the time, <laughs> it wasn't that hunky dory. Um, but for Christopher uh, as well, difficult. Yes, but what happened is I did miss a chunk of time out. Uh, when we were doing all these shows in England, um, we had our salon in Torquay. We were doing shows and classes. We were traveling all over the world with Wella, traveling, traveling. And then all of a sudden, a couple came up to us in Paris, uh, a husband and wife that had a big operations in Dallas, Texas. They had five schools and four salons. And they asked us if we would be interested in coming and doing teaching. Uh, once a year at their schools and salons and we did that uh, but we still had our own salon we just would come over for two weeks teach in all their different locations and then go back and we did that for four years in a row and then one year they asked us wow. if we would ever consider leaving England and if they got us a green card we would be creative directors for their schools and salons and that was um a big turning point we for both of us we left our families and we came to the united states in 1994 and that couple if i may say are still mine and christopher's best best friends in the whole wide world it's a uh, shelton and linda ogle they have shelton's salons in texas and ogle schools yeah wow it's amazing so cool. That is amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. Parent, our parents weren't very happy. I <laughs> oh, <yeah>. bet <laughs> not. <laughs> did, did you did you have um did you have a, a desire to reach the United States or was it just an opportunity that came about? I'm gonna be on for me, no. Um I didn't have I remember I was not that visual person, so I couldn't see anything right. more than talky working in a salon because that's my personality i'm very much very analytical but uh chris um has always had a dream of going to hollywood always when i met him and he was 13 he would draw hollywood and oh yes christopher has been obsessed with the glam of hollywood in america always wow yeah. that's kind of cool yeah, I'm glad Chris yeah. made it to the U.S. Then, yeah. huh? right? <laughs> That's cool. So I assume that I, I assume that Shelton and Ogley were um, were yes, Wella, they're, uh, well, um, uh, they're Wella salons, and now they sold Shelton Linda as very good friends of ours, and they sold Ogle schools. They sold all the schools, and they just have the salons now. And actually, funny enough, I just spoke to uh, Linda Ogle um, yesterday saying that I was yes they're good friends awesome. they're into big big into members yeah oh awesome awesome do you um so are you uh do you work in the yes uh, i do now? i work in the salon i did christopher and i had our own salon in santa monica for 10 years uh, but oh, uh, wow. i decided when the 10-year lease was up i decided not to renew it so i did 
but Christopher and I did have our own salon. Uh, at that time, it was just me running the salon. It wasn't Christopher. Christopher has, has started to create his own brand, co-create. And so I kept on the salon. So when the salon came to the end of 10 years, I was, oh, not a salon. I did not enjoy running the salon at all. So I didn't renew the lease. And so I was part of an Ulta Pro team. So Ulta has a creative artistic team called the Pro Team. And it's made up of five hairdressers. And I was one of those five. So when I didn't, I was looking for somewhere to take my clients. I thought I'm going to go to Ulta and take my clients because I'm already one foot in the door with Ulta on their artistic team right. anyway. So that's why Ulta. You know what's amazing about Ulta? Um, and I hope I don't no, get you no, in trouble. No, no, <laughs> but no, you know, no. like when Ulta first came out, like it was like, like hairdressers yeah. like hated oh, it, right? Like they saw uh, it as competition, I, a product competition. I was one of those hairdressers. I was one, no, I'm being upfront. I couldn't stand it if my clients didn't buy from me and they bought from Ulta. It really was. But uh, I have a different feeling for it now. But oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to commend Ulta for like, like being a relevant member um, in our industry because, you know, we kind of thought of them as like a big box store that was selling, you know, our product, you know, we, we own the product we, we hadn't sold yet, you know, and, but just, just their presence at all the hair shows and the presence of, you know, bringing, bringing Sonia in on their team and really giving them mm. credibility. Yes. Yeah. You know, how did you connect? Uh, actually, them? I got sought out by Ulta. Uh, a gentleman called Nick Stenson was the person that I I knew of Nick Stenson through meeting him at hair shows. And he asked if he could have dinner with me uh, when he visited LA. And he came, he told me about the idea of creating this pro team, someone from each manufacturer. And I can remember saying to him, I would love to, it sounds incredible, but I'm not sure if you could pull it off. I don't know how the manufacturers would feel, but hey, game on, if you feel you can do it, um, I'm validating, yes, I would love to be part of it. And he pulled it off. You know, he went to Lanza, wow. Matrix, Redkin, Weller. Um, now we have, we, it's got bigger, we've got Kenra and Mazzani. Um, but he pulled it off and I thought, and then he went to Weller and asked Weller. So who are the other artists um, that are on it's the It's Danielle Kiesling from Matrix. Um, Nick Stenson is our leader, Matrix. Amon Carver, Lanza, it's from Lanza. Sean Goddard, uh, Redkin. Carmody Homan, he's... He comes mainly from Ulta, but he's um, affiliated a little bit with Redkin. Um, and now we have more people. We have um, Pakila Riley from Mizani. And we have, mm -hmm. um, gosh, he, oh, David, David Lopez. And he represents Kenra. So it's a genius idea, but if I may say, I was one of those salon owners that was like, oh, Ulta. And the reason I looked at it was, it was because I was not doing my job right, training my team to make sure that they bought from my salon and didn't buy from Ulta. So I actually turned it around. 
that's why I was mm-hmm. so sort of envious of Ulta, you know, um, sort of that. So it wasn't them doing things wrong. It was me as a salon owner, not training my team and my clients to buy from me. So I, yeah, so it's right. more that. But we- uh, our friend Daniel Mason Jones talks about that. He said, you can't be mad at Amazon because you're not doing, um, you know, if, if you did your job better in the salon, then there would be no place for Amazon. You know, is oh, his no, philosophy that's, of it. That's completely correct. And if I may say, um, when uh, my clients were going from my salon, when I closed my salon, I told all the staff about a year before so they could find places and I helped them find salons. In fact, all of them are in salons that I either know or I sort of validated because my family, because I don't have children, are my stylists in the salon. And I was, I didn't go straight to Ulta. I was going to work in a salon called Selino Smith, which is what one of my stylists work in. And I had Ulta sort of asking, hey, why don't you work for us? The same time as I was thinking of working in a very high-end salon. And I remember my turning point was a me point. So this might just help viewers. I remember seeing it on the news that morning that Amazon had bought Whole Foods. And I saw that on the news and I went to work driving uh, to the Dubs. And I thought, wow, business is really changing. So out of the two opportunities I had, I had Ulta and I had Selino Smith. I decided to choose Ulta because I'm quite rebellious and I knew a lot of people, I knew a lot of people would say, Sonia Dove, why did you choose Ulta? I knew I'd get that remark. So I, I love it when people say to me, oh, you can't do that because that for me is game on. And that's how I built my Mm. career. You know, people saying to me, oh, Sonia, you can't do that. Well, guess what? I'm going to. (laughs) So, <laughs> What's that? Mi- so, oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry. So it was the Amazon oh. um, thing, and I called up Ulta, and I said, "I'm I'm I'm considering what you've been talking to me about," and it went from there on. Wow, I mean, like we, we kind of touched on this earlier, how th- like how fast things happen, and it's be it you know you get so busy, whatever. But I mean, how do you do it all? I mean, obviously you're on the Pro Ulta team. You're still a global ambassador, yes. right? For Wella. Wella. Yes. Uh, are you still uh, with Intercall as the uh, color council uh, director? No, that finished last year. Last year. So I was for six years. Um, I am going to be going to Intercoffure, but I'm not the color council ambassador. Um, so that's that's one job less. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but you have two positions with Weller, yes. correct? So I um so I represent Weller for Ulta, so that's one position. I am a global ambassador for Weller, and then I'm also an influencer for Weller. That's my new um job. I come under the influencer category. And I actually I said to Weller, I don't have that many followers. I don't know why I'm I'm under a category of influencer, <laughs> but they said that they wanted me to fall under that category. So I do um, social media work for them now. Yeah. You've been influencing for a very long time because we've been following you <laughs> even before oh, the internet. I, I know, <laughs> but my numbers don't show it. 
Right. <laughs> oh, numbers, that's, numbers. Like, that's what I say. That's numbers, right. numbers. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's you, you, what's Jen say? You know, your your job is to influence those who are oh, listening. Oh, yes, right. yes. <laughs> and you know what? I, the reason I love social media, people think that I don't like it because of my age, but I'm one of those people. I just like learning anything. I, anything new for me drives me, inspires me. So I find it uh, great. I love it. I really do. You know, and there's learning in both That's ways. So cool. You can learn from your phone. You can learn one-on-one in an environment, in uh, a class. There's so many ways. I want to, um, I kind of want to take you back a little bit for, and this is just my experience. So, you know, by all means, correct me where I'm wrong, but it seemed like when you and Chris were on stage together that, that, that Chris kind of held the audience, you know, he was kind of the one that was doing all the talking and stuff. And I'm um, not that you were a wallflower I'm by wall. any means, but you know, kind of Chris owned. I'm, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm the first to own up. I, like in my office, I have posted little posts. It said the old wallflower. No, no, I was a wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> perfect then then you'll play right into it so you know you you came off you you've you've told us how like um how competitive you are and and how you, you like to be kind of motivated by like tell me i can't and i'll show you um but did, have you ever like had to fight with um a, a fight with like self-confidence or you know do you have tools where like if you felt less than what sonia should feel like um well I do, I do a lot of reading. So when I was with Christopher, I'm one of these personalities that is um, one of those followers that's 99.9% follower for someone. I'm a great support. I always have been. And I really enjoyed being that support for Christopher. I really didn't want to be on a stage speaking at all. I wanted to support him so that it was, the brand was Christopher Dove. But um, someone suggested we make it the doves. It wasn't, it was originally Christopher Dove. Um, and then it was just a choice that I wanted to be at that time. And I did not know any better until Christopher resigned right. from Weller. And that was a huge, huge awakening for me because it felt to me as if I was lost. I, I actually, I'm going to be truthful with you. I remember when I found out that he resigned, I actually contemplated, and my boyfriend knows this, uh, contemplated not being in the industry anymore because who was I? Who was I without Christopher? Like, what could I bring to the table? My confidence level was dreadful. It really was. So I did a quite a few months of reading, learning just trying to boost myself up and the support of Weller at that time was phenomenal because they would be come on Sonia you can do it you can do it and I asked them for that support because they said they wanted me to stay with Weller and I said I'd love to stay with Weller but I don't know how I can do it without Christopher and they said they would support me and that was how I did it one step at a time but for anyone that's listening I'm a big believer I've actually I'm leaning back here um, to get my wallet and my purse. But um, I have lots of little sayings that I carry around with me all the time. And I read them. I read the sayings. So if I get nervous, I just read them. 
and it puts me in a place of feeling more confident. But I've had to read my little pieces of paper um, less and less over the years because I've felt a lot better. Can you give us a yes, couple of, of those? Of course. Uh, one, um, oh, email. Oh, sorry. Give, like, write it, read it, or send it. Yeah, just just read one oh, okay, or two right so, now. Um, okay, and also, if I may, I've got a lot. Of, I have things. So uh, this is a little post-it that I photocopied and put. So um, creative failure. I cannot fail unless I refuse to create. The moment I take even one small action, igniting the fire of my creative project, success is mine. Failure only exists when you say no. Go ahead and do. So failure, yeah, just little things. Marianne Williamson, you know, um, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Um, It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. You know, it's very famous was all those. um, I love Yeah, so I, so these are my things that I have around and they're all in my office at that moment when I was so fearful that Christopher left. Now, I'll be honest, seven years later, I'm, I keep them up there to remind me of that vulnerable, how vulnerable I was, but I don't really use them that much now because I, I'm ready to take on the world. <laughs> I wasn't then. <laughs> now you know that it's, it was half you through all that success and not necessarily... 100% you've help. got it yeah so so tell us something that we don't know about you um don't know well i've i've i think i've told enough people but um i don't know about me okay oh one thing i'm a swimming champion when i was younger so i was going to go into swimming uh, backstroke I won lots of um, competitions uh, doing backstroke. So that's where the competitive side of me came in because I did that at the age of, from the age of like 12 to 16. So uh, a lot of people don't know that about me. Uh, (laughs) Bringing it up to today, I, I don't have children. I do have a passion. I love house music and I love dancing. I absolutely love dancing. If everything else is going wrong for me and I go out dancing and I hear that bass sound, I like a lower vibration, bass sounding, it alleviates all the stress away from me. So I love that and I love nature. I love being by the ocean. I love being amongst trees and I love love nature I'm not a city girl I'll be honest with you even though I live in LA so the combination of dancing and nature I love music festivals that are in the middle of nowhere like a few thousand people but where it's in nature so that's something people don't know about me oh I know what someone might not know actually I think the list is long (laughs) so Um, One thing I do want to say is I'm the eldest of four siblings and I left school with 10 failures. So my siblings and I all went to the same school. 
all together. And they left with A levels and grade A's of all these um, academic maths and everything. And I left with nothing. And fast forwarding up to now, I'm the one that's got the career and they're the ones that had all those qualifications and never did anything with it. And when I look back, when I look back and I see, and I think of that defining moment, I wanted to prove to my parents, my siblings and the world that I was of worth, you know, that I'm worthy. I remember thinking, I'm going to show everyone. And all I did was work, work, work. And I'm an obsessive worker and it worked out okay in the long run, but it was that fight and determination because I left, I left school with absolutely nothing. And all everyone ever said to me was, you're going to be nobody. So guess what? Wow. You meant that's, that's impressive, but you mentioned work, work, work. How do you find time for work? Do you find any time for pleasure? It's still a difficult balance. I'm going to, I am. Um, I try, I try, but it's hard because I love my work. My work's hair. I love doing it. I really do. Um, but it, it's not easy. I try to. I try to. And I've got better as I've got older. My boyfriend reminds me. But um, even when I was young, when I was saving up money for, to buy my first car, I delivered newspapers. I worked in the salon during the week and on Saturdays. And I did something else. I remember I did an, a job where you had to um, stick envelopes and put a stamp on an envelope, you know, for a company. I had so many jobs when I was young. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't think it's changed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she does it all, Tony. You just right. asked her a couple yeah. of minutes ago. That's how she uh, does it all. No, but I, I do. You know what it is? I just love what I do. And I, I've read a lot of books and work on myself. Is it wrong that I love people? I love people like you two. I, I just love this. I love the interaction and the energy. Hairdressing is my, the driver, but it's not the reason. The reason I'm in this industry is purely people. Mm, and that's why you like, I guess, being around couple of thousand people and nature and club music and dude yeah i'm glad you brought that up sonia what uh have you i mean you're in, you're in like california man like like that's the music yeah. festival capital of everything man have you gone to any of like the uh i don't know if i don't know if they're famous or infamous but have you been to any of the famous infamous music festivals out um there? well i've been to coachella a few times but the time the type of festivals i like are more um conscious music festivals so uh, burning man would be one i'm a burner i've been going to burning man for years and years and years uh, my boy yeah my what? boyfriend introduced me to burning man and it is hardcore it's not it's not for the faint-hearted oh. that's for sure um but it's in the middle of nowhere it's where you barter if you want something you barter and the bartering there's no money uh, the bartering could be a hug or maybe a little bracelet or it could be anything. I, I do, if someone's hair is in their face, I just do a little braid and braid it out their way. That's my gift. Um, so wow. 
So what was your experience the first time? Like, obviously, I mean, we've all heard it, but to experience oh, for the first time, I mean, it's what was incredible. that like? It, I, I'm not validating Burning Man for everybody because I know a lot of people that have gone that do not like it at all. But for me, it's very inspirational. I think uh, the thing I love about Burning Man is it's like me going to a self-awareness hardcore course. Um, because anything you've got going on inside you at that time that you go, it comes and faces you in the face. So it's like doing Anthony Robbins work or Deepak Chopra or any of that work on self-development, self-awareness work. And because you've got 80,000 people going there to help and develop themselves, there's a, an energy that you can't describe. It's unbelievable. There's no technology there. There's no telegraph poles or power lines or anything. It is in the middle of nowhere. And you, you go there, you live for a week, and you, you do anything. TED Talks is a big supporter. Google support it. Wow. Um, and you leave and you don't leave a trace on the ground. 80,000 people, not a sequin, not a feather, not the end of a cigarette. It is uh, wow. leave no trace, it's called. Yeah, so they're the type of things I How, go to. Did you, did, do you guys create your own camp or do you bring uh, I you join a camp? A camp? I joined a camp called Thousand and One Nights. And this Burning Man, esque thing i go my boyfriend's really into conscious festivals he used to be a dj go figure oh wow <laughs> he's a dj he's a photographer now so he's a professional photographer he did beauty and fashion he's french in paris so he's the one that introduces me to these festivals i just came back from an amazing festival in poland oh my god in, oh, in wow. the lakes in the nature it was the end of august um at beginning of august and it was out of this world and it was all what i call conscious people so leave no trace uh people that uh believe that there's an under development of there's a movement of people people are going to be really strong communities going to elevate and i'm elevate higher than politics or religion that's my belief i know it's a funky belief but it's i think people are very powerful and strong i'm with you i'm with you i love 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 i love the idea of like you leave no trace right like when you leave burning man like everything every yeah. glitter feather everything is, is yeah and is, if, is out. if you're sorry if hey, your camp leaves anything if you have, because there's a number, you get given number. If your camp leaves, any, leaves anything, you're not allowed to come back the next year. They're very strict. They're very oh, wow. strict. Well, they, they, they need to be, yeah. I, would, I would assume. Have you been to um, uh, uh, Dre? What's Dre's? Uh, hair by Dre. Oh. Dre. Dre hair. Hair by Dre. Hair by Dre. He's done that, he does that, he does that, that thing in, um, in L.A., the uh, the craft hair craft hair uh, craft book. No, do you know what? I I've heard of it. I've heard of hair by Dre, but no, I haven't heard of craft book. No, I need. To, I'm writing this down. He actually um because uh 
so he did a bunch of, you know, he brings in a bunch of, uh, of hairdressers and he kind of does it. What he told us is that he kind of does it in like a burning man kind of oh, way. Okay. Like, you know, it's like all these, all these like individuals are doing hair. Like you just kind of like, you float like oh. artist to artist and kind of watch what they're doing. But it's very like, it's very like in your face and very accessible to, to people that are, that, that are that there. You should definitely get together. With I've written it down. Actually, I've written it down. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I just like I just yeah, like works. anything. You know, I'm I'm what I'm sort of a not a hippie, but I like that type of personality. Yeah, I, you're I, a hippie. That's not It's so funny. Oh, we were no. so different because he's a city guy. He's all about Versace, Gucci. I'm all about earth and like chilling and doing hair like jamming oh yeah that was so different <laughs> that's awesome. so cool hey sonia so um if uh if some of our listeners wanted to uh wanted to find you or get in touch with you what's the best way to uh to to, to yes um to find I, you? my social media media handle is at um sonia dove s-o-n-y-a-d-o-v-e I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I answer the, oh gosh, where they, people message you. Um, it's called DM. Yes, DM message, or yes. Messenger? I answer yeah. those. Um, I have an email as well. <laughs> Go on. Yes, yes. Um, Sonia Duff 4554 at gmail.com. Awesome. Miss Sonia. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out. That 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 hour it flew did, by like it that. Did. Wow. It's incredible, oh. man. I I, I want we, we we have to talk again because uh, there's there's lots of stuff we wanted to talk to you about that 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 we just we we kind of uh, we didn't, but round that's okay. Two. Well, round uh, two. Round right. two. We we'll love a round yes, two. Yeah. Um, maybe even do it live. Maybe do it yes. live. Yes, yeah. on yeah. the shows. I didn't even tell that story. We tried, we tried, yeah. we tried. We've tried to yes. do it live a few times. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Well, something, you know, I believe when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It'll work out. No, it would be fun live. It would be. Uh, we would love to do that. We just get a, uh, another person. Uh, yeah, exactly. We just yeah. want to we sign you a hug. You know? We want to barter uh, a hug. Uh, yes. That's right. Yeah, oh, I'll give you a hug. I'm a big hugger. It's funny awesome. when people say hello, they put their hand out. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Thank you so much, though, both of you. It. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Sonia. It, it the, the the pleasure is absolutely ours. We're we're ecstatic to be talking to you, and ecstatic that you just spent uh, an hour of your life with Thank us. You. And you. Uh, and you're in. Thank for you for doing this for our industry. Seriously, I mean Thank, it. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Miss Sonia Dove, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it <laughs> yeah totally forget about this message we also want to thank sarah and blaine from pretty gritty uh sarah and blaine they are a band out of uh, portland oregon and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song pleased to meet you on our podcast um that's cool i think you can find actually you can you can find their music on um on itunes 
Peace and hair grease. <laughs>